We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So contrary to popular belief, the commanders sure seem to have cared about being the ones to snap Baltimore's 24-game preseason win streak on Monday night, Sarah. If that wasn't evident after watching that one play out, I'm not sure what would have been. Oh, boy, did it ever. Bobby, they were celebrating like they had just won the Super Bowl. Uh, So we'll get into that quite a bit. There's some reasons for them to be happy, but boy, it was like a Super Bowl and Also, John Harbaugh, he pulled no punches after the game, talking about how he has no respect for those who call these things meaningless. Oh boy, another jam-packed one. Here we go. I'm Bobby Trossett alongside my co-host, Sarah Ellison. It is Wednesday, August 23rd, and this is your Morning Ravens update from Inside the Vault. All right, Bobby, so one position battle that has been unsettled throughout the summer has been at left guard. We're two preseason games in. Is it John Simpson, who's now the leader and maybe even solidified himself as the starter? Yeah, he's certainly making a case for himself. Plus, we're going to share a former NFL player's in-depth breakdown of Zay Flowers' performance from, from Monday night. And we got an encouraging update on undrafted rookie running back Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, we will have all of that. And as always, more. So thank you for listening to The Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. Okay, Bobby. (laughs) I'll I'll just say it right now. I have got Commanders fans in my mentions. They are not happy with me. And it's all kind of predictable, but I just couldn't get over. We we missed most of this. We saw a little bit of it, but we went live right after the game. So it feels like it's, you know, the time that we're recording this about 24 hours after this game. But, you know, we mentioned a little bit about it, but we certainly couldn't dig in because, like I said, we were just going live and missed this. So I woke up to a whole lot of celebrations, a whole lot of celebrations from the commanders after they – um, snap the Ravens 24 game preseason win shrink. And so I thought I'd, you know, do what I always do on Twitter. I'm a content creator and I, you know, kind of compiled all their stuff. And so uh, I wrote, don't forget the Washington commanders didn't care about the Ravens 24 game preseason win streak. And that's why they played their first team offense against the Ravens second and third team defenses for the entire first half. 
Side note, I do get that they got a new quarterback and a new offensive coordinator, but the Ravens have a new offensive coordinator too. They did not play him for the whole first half or actually at all. And I go on and say, that's why guard Sam Cosme went from saying nobody gives a bleep about the stupid record to doing the gritty in the end zone when his starting unit scored on the Ravens' backups. And that's why kicker Joey Sly, he gestured an L to the sideline after his game-winning field goal. And that's why new co-owner Magic Johnson posted about how much fun it was to break the streak. And that's why wide receiver Jahan Dotson said in the locker room afterwards, quote, I feel like we should just, quote, I feel like we just had the biggest preseason win in history, close quote. And Bobby, okay, they did all that because they didn't care about the game or the preseason streak. Can I read it again and read it in the tone that I felt like you were writing it in? Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Because based on sure. your mentions, I'm scrolling through your mentions right now, and there's some people I'm going to have to go after. Because no. you're my partner, you're my co-host. Look at this. Uh, this reads as incredibly bitter. Did you mean for that? Someone's upset about your preseason streak. Salty much? Someone seems upset about the Ravens streak ending because they care about one of the most useless stats in football <laughs> going on and on here can paste the can taste the bitterness at the time of this taping. We, you have over a million views of this tweet. So, yeah. Oh, is it a million? The skin. It Holy has reached boy. the million mark. That is unreal. You put this up at 827 on Tuesday morning. And it is rolling right now. So, yeah, you are under the skin of some Commanders fans. Here's the way I read it. Again, this is maybe not the way you intended to write it, but this is the way that I read it. Okay, go ahead. Don't forget, the Washington Commanders didn't care about the Ravens' 24-game preseason win streak. That's why they played their first-team off offense against the Ravens' second- and third-team defenses for the entire first half. That's also why... Guard Sam Cosme went from saying nobody gives a you-know-what about the stupid record to doing the gritty in the end zone when his starting unit scored on Ravens backups. That's why kicker Joey Sly. Okay, you get the point. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's, Look, a, fun, all this is that's a fun version, too. Bobby, I do have a request. You don't. You honestly don't need to respond. I. That's exactly what I expected. I mean, if you, if you put something up like this, the classic response is, it's kind of like, Here's what, here's how I analogize it. So if somebody gets a face tattoo, okay, and you notice it and you comment on it, then people are like, oh, you must really care about the face tattoo. Like, why are you, why do you care? Da, 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 da. And it's like, well, it's a tattoo on your face. It's hard not to notice. It was hard not to notice. And we're content creators. I'm a, I'm a Ravens commentator. So every single day I comment on Ravens games, Ravens practices, Ravens going. So if they hadn't celebrated like that, if they didn't have a celebration that was like a face tattoo, I wouldn't create content about it. So that's okay. That's 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 fine. So and and listen, let's not pretend. Again, we almost didn't cover this at all leading into the game. Very little until Sam Cosme put up his or said, you know, that quote that you know nobody gives a bleep and all that kind of stuff. That was the only time we really covered it, like at all. And so while we haven't cared much about it, and sure, it's for sure a fun streak, the Ravens did care about it.
They they did. And and but that's the difference. That's why you're kind of like pointing out. So people would would comment to me and be like, well, it seems like you guys cared. Well, yeah, the Ravens have never shied away from that. Like in the middle of the broadcast, Mark Andrews said, yeah, it's it's meaningful to us. But it's not to the did they don't care so much that they were going to celebrate like it was a Super Bowl every time they they extended the streak. That's the, the difference. Is on one end you had Sam saying, "Oh, who 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 gives a you know bleep," and on the other hand you got like Ravens players saying, "Yeah, it's meaningful to us. This isn't easy to do, and by the way, it means something to our depth players." So, and then John Harbaugh, he probably had the most um, pointed, passionate uh, quote of the day after the game talking about why it was meaningful. And I just told our guys, you know, you're proud of it, of course, you know, you, you appreciate it, but the thing that you're proud of is all those games are mostly just like that. You know, preseason games that people want to write, write about, some of you in here want to write about and say they don't mean anything because you never played the game. You never were out there in a preseason game. You never were fighting for a spot on the team. And yet you have the audacity to say that the effort that somebody puts into that to win and fight and win a game like that is meaningless. Tell me that was meaningless out there, what you just saw. If you like football, is that a meaningless football game? You know, I can't respect anybody that says that because of the effort these guys put into it. That's, what's, that's what you're proud of. That's, that's why I'm so proud of these guys for the way they fought. It doesn't matter win or loss. It matters, it matters the, way they, the way they went about their business tonight. And I'm proud of them for that, always will be. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was, that's getting quite a bit of run on social media, as you can imagine. I don't even think we would have had this conversation to this extent, Sarah, if it weren't for Sam Cosme's reaction, which right. has garnered national attention, right? Because he made a point to say what he felt about the preseason win streak and then guaranteed that they would win. So we wouldn't even have discussed this. And then it's, that's why it was so funny. And that's why you went as far as to do what you did today on Twitter because they <laughs> set the tone, right? The Ravens have set the tone over the last, what did it date back to, 2015? Yeah, that, so that like seven, eight years. preseason matters to them. Yeah. Right, that, that preseason matters to them. And that organizational depth, you know, that's a testament to what they do in the scouting department and the front office and, and after the first, second, third stringers, that they have depth and they have culture and, and whatnot. But if it weren't for what the commanders did on top of, of Sam's comments. How about celebrations like this when it was in the books? Now this one right here, Bobby. So this is a, a video for our audio listeners of, let me, let me get his name. So that's cornerback Kendall Smith, number 40 there. He's the one who caught the interception to seal the win. Him running around. This doesn't bother me because this is a guy who's playing at the end of a preseason game, which means he's trying to make it in the NFL. So like, uh, like it's, it, it doesn't change. Like on one end, it, it doesn't mean anything for the regular season, which is why the Ravens aren't playing the starters. It's why he's, they're not risking him. They've, they've been down this road. They risked it. They got bit. So now John Harbaugh doesn't risk it anymore. So, but it matters to these depth guys that's why I don't I don't mind a celebration like this because these are the depth the depth guys. Now what what is you know annoying is the Sam Cosmes who say it doesn't matter and then he does the gritty in the end zone when these when their starters score on the Ravens backups. That's what's that's what's annoying. But these guys, it's like good for you. This is your moment. Who knows how long you're gonna you're gonna make it in the NFL? Like take. Take your bows, like go take it. That doesn't bother me. It's 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 
It's the rest. It's the L's and and the gritties and and all that kind of stuff. Here's what's meaningless before we get to some of the the skirmishes on the field. What's meaningless is not what we just saw there. Guys that are fighting, like you said, scratching and clawing for roster spots at the back end of the 53-man roster. It's it's not that. That's actually what makes preseason beautiful so that you can watch right. guys blossom and and long shots like Keaton Mitchell get a fighting chance because of what they do during preseason play. That's not what's meaningless in my mind. What's meaningless is, and we've mentioned it multiple times throughout the last week or so, is how this the narrative behind what it means to Baltimore can get skewed from a national coverage standpoint right. to the point where somehow Sam Cosby sees ha, has animosity towards it. That's what's meaningless. The way that and and you know, granted, I don't I don't know if this was his intention, but the way that Adam Schefter and some of his ESPN pundits cover it make it seem as though. And maybe it's just a byproduct of how big of a following they have. And then next thing you know, it ends up things get taken out of context or whatever as they follow it. But that, to me, is what creates this, for whatever reason, this bizarre friction. And then it ends up on Sam Cosme's desk. He responds the way that he does. And here we have it. So 13 plus <laughs> minutes to this episode has been dedicated on the preseason win streak. I hope everybody out there that hasn't said that we've, we haven't covered it enough are happy because we just spent a quarter of our show doing it. Yes, we did. Well, and, and getting a little bit more into, we'll just get into the, the on-field skirmishes. So we we um, covered this a little bit last night, but again, we didn't. Th these reactions are coming in the next morning. So we barely mentioned it, but there was quite a cheap shot from Commander's offensive lineman, Nick Gates. So this was, again, the same play that, that Cosby did the gritty is, you know, after the touchdown was already in and Ardarius Washington, again, just is kind of in there looking at the pile, but wasn't really hitting anybody. And then out of nowhere, Nick Gates comes in and just has an absolute cheap shot on Ardarius Washington. So um, our guy, Kevin Ostriker, posted a video of that. Patrick Queen, quote, retweets it and says, yeah, that's all he's good for, meaning he, Gates. And then Ardarius Washington quote retweets uh, Patrick Queen and says facts and then puts up a, a yawn emoji. So here's what's funny is, Bobby, I just feel like in addition to like all, what we just talked about with, with the win streak and the weird comments and all that kind of stuff, I also do think there's another layer to all this where I think with those joint practices, yep. some bad blood started to build up. And so that's probably in all of this too. Again, that's why you can't call it meaningless because there is some bad blood. And I kind of wonder if this cheap shot from Gates was, could it have been some payback because we covered on our show during the joint practices. Um, it looked kind of not, not cheap shot because they were blocking for each other, but our Darius went way too strong and way too hard and he had tossed uh, their tight end, Cole Turner, into the sidelines well after. I mean, it was – I mean, it did not need to be that aggressive. I felt like Cole Turner acted a little bit on it, but but our Darius Washington went a little bit hard. And so I think that there was some some bad blood going into this after those skirmishes and fights during, during the joint practices. I think that's a fair bet. <laughs> I think that's definitely a fair bet because those joint practices were uh, – spirited to say the very least on day one so there you have it and um by the way just in terms of when we could potentially be talking about this again 
I hope not anytime <laughs> soon. Uh, bookies.com recently put the odds of an NFL team winning 24 games in a row. And uh, the, the, of course, the, you know, the streak that was taken from the Ravens on Monday night. Here what they put the odds at. 5.960 million, 5.960 million to one. And to put that into perspective, it listed the odds of becoming an astronaut at 7.697 million to one and getting attacked by a shark at 5 million to one. So I think you and I are in a clear here in terms of when we might have to run this thing back. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. It looks like the odds of that will not be happening. And I didn't put this in the notes, but that's a shout out to Jeff Zrebeck. He's the one who found those, those notes. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Let's shift gears now and talk some positional battles. John Simpson seems to be perhaps coming into focus as the starting left guard. Jonas Schaefer of the Baltimore Banner tweeted out that, uh, you know, essentially three blocks that make the case for John Simpson as left guard one, if you will. And here's some of the, the attached video that Jonas used. One, he makes the initial pass block, then recognizes the looper. Two, finds a pancake on Zay Flowers' touchdown, which we'll have more on the analysis and breakdown of what Zay did in that one series of work on, on Monday night. Three, gets enough on the reach block to help spring Justice Hill. He's graded out, John is, as one of PFF's top interior linemen in the preseason. You don't want to jump to too, too many conclusions there because it is preseason play. But for our video folks on YouTube, you saw there John's, John was active. Got a decent amount of snaps there at left guard, and it sure seems as if he's probably the front runner at this point, Sarah, to to be starting left guard. What do you think? Yeah, so those were some some good clips from from Jonas there. Appreciate him grabbing those. I mean, yeah, you got to look at number seventy six there, and I th this first one is my favorite where he does peel off of his guy and then gets gets the looper. Um, so here's what had concerned me about John Simpson coming from the Raiders is he just had um, a ton of penalties. And what I like about it, and he's gotten a decent amount of, of snaps here. Last night he got, um, not last night, uh, Monday night, he got, let's see, where, where, why am I losing this? Ben Cleveland, da 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 da, -da. John Simpson. So he had 66% of the snaps 
Um, and Salah, by the way, had 62, so, so they moved around a bit. I like that John Simpson has had plenty of snaps. And to my recollection, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, I don't think he's been called for any penalties. So um, now again, he's not playing against starters for the most part. Sometimes those penalties will come when you feel like you're getting beat. So we'll see if strong, when stronger competition comes, if, 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 um, if the penalties return, but all you can do is play against the man against you. And, and, and throughout this preseason, the first two preseason games, I haven't seen any penalties. So, and then I just want to give a shout out to our guy, Cole Jackson. He's right on the same kind of page with Jonas here. He says, I've only watched uh, on broadcast tape, meaning he hasn't gotten to the, the all 22 film yet, which is what Jonas was showing us here. Um, he goes, but John Simpson had one heck of a game. Without something crazy happening, your week one offensive line is basically set in stone. Obviously left tackle Ronnie Stan Stanley, John Simpson next to him, Tyler Linderbaum, Kevin Zeitler, and Morgan Moses there at right tackle. So um, I, I didn't notice Salah too much Monday night, which is, is a good thing. I, granted, have not gone through the tape like some of these guys have. Um, but, but I would agree, um, preseason as a whole, John Simpson has, has been the better guy. Be comfortable with that line right now. Patrick McCary can be used in a variety of different ways, maybe as a swing tackle, if that's going to be sort of the, you know, the, the, the main mainstay line there, at least for week one. And then Ben Cleveland would be sort of a depth guy, right? You got, uh, you know, a couple other guys in there as well that are mixing it up like Daniel Falele. He's a second year player who was kind of called on in, in a pinch last year. And, and we always like to shout out our guys, you know, fellow content creators. Like you said, you know, Cole is somebody we, we cite quite often. And Spencer Schultz as well uh, from the Exit 52 podcast does does great work. And we always like to mention, too, that he's actually like scout certified. So he's got a great football mind. Both of those guys played as well, I think, through high school, if I'm not mistaken. If it was after high school, then. Well, sorry, guys. I just didn't. I, didn't, I don't remember. <laughs> Spencer would kill me because we're golf buddies, but. We'll talk about that another time. Anyway, from Spencer's vantage point, uh, Falele could be a viable starter in 2024 based on what he's seen. So uh, don't forget, they got a few guys that could be viable starters in 2024. Let's not forget Andrew Voorhees, who's gonna, who tore his ACL during uh, the combine, if I'm not mistaken. You know, he's he's down for the majority of this year, kind of like a Jabo was last year. So, you know, both of those dudes probably will be potentially vying for for some decent playing time this time next year yeah and I do think also um Sam Mustafer I think he's you know when you're thinking about putting your your rosters together your 53-man roster I feel like Sam Mustafer is, has solidified himself as the backup center leaving oh, how am I forgetting his name the the offensive lineman who can play everywhere every single position Harry McCary thank you um yeah, so I think McCary can be left open to some of these these other positions to be a backup. And that's the other thing that's kind of nice is that if, if I don't know, Simpson or Sala don't really quite work out or even bed Cleveland, I mean, again, McCary's right there. He could he could be one of them too. But uh, Sam Must for being a backup at center at least takes one thing off the plate of, of Patrick McCary. Just in case you guys were interested in the overall offensive line snap count for a preseason game, this is how it kind of was divvied up. Ben Cleveland got 100% of the snaps at 50. Falele, the aforementioned Daniel Falele, 90%. Uh, 
at 45 snaps. Mustafer also 45, 90%. John Simpson, 66% with 33. Big Sala, the rookie out of Oregon, 62%, 31. David Sharp, 38% with 19. And then the rest are kind of guys that uh, probably aren't going to be a part of this team this year. So why don't we get to uh, Zay Flowers? Because we, we discussed him quite a bit, obviously. We led with him off the top of our post-game live stream. But it's always great to get you know, former players' reactions to somebody who, yeah, he hasn't played a regular season game yet. He hasn't really launched his his career yet in terms of what, what everyone's expecting, but he's pretty much done everything else. He's checked every single box, and that includes Brian Baldinger, who, of course, works for NFL Network and a former NFL player himself. Let's look at Zay Flowers here last night because he's been training at every single receiver position. So here he is at the X. Uh, up on the line of scrimmage, five-yard stop, short route, yards after the catch. That's what one of the things that Zay's going to be able to give you. He can play outside, he can play inside. Now, you watch him here, and you go, okay, and the bunch formation, boot action. Now, the commanders blow the coverage, all right? So, but still, he takes that right here, and he's just going to make this house call, all right? First touchdown. And you watch Josh Johnson right here. It's an easy throw. The commanders blow the coverage, but you still got to see this right here. Like here comes the pursuit, but his eyes are up and this is what he's going to do. He's going to make people miss a lot of them. He's excellent with the ball in his hands. He's electric with the ball in his hands. And Zay Flowers, you just have to be around the kid for 10 seconds and know that he just is a bright electric bulb. He's going to help the Ravens passing game. A bright electric bulb. That is from at ball, the NFL on X or Twitter, and we're going to have to come up with a different adjective because electric has been used quite often. This guy's fascinating on a football field, and while it's been a small sample size, man, Sarah, he just he continues to leave you wondering, what, what else does he have in his bag? I do love that description, a bright bulb, and he is. He's trying to explain his personality, and that's what Zay is. He just exudes light. He exudes like a brightness to him. He just is 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 great to be around but i've i've said so much about zay on this on this show that uh i will transition <laughs> into somebody who hasn't gotten a lot of love um and this is another you know uh ex post tweet that i put out this morning and um there justice hill i don't know where this guy has come from it's like he went out in 2021 and tore his achilles and ever since he's been back bobby I feel like he's been like better. How how that's possible? I don't know. But just Justice Hill, I wrote, might be one of the most underrated and underappreciated Ravens on the roster. He touched the ball just three times, three times on one drive, and in those three times, he put up 38 yards. Okay, more than 10 yards per touch, helping set up the team's opening touchdown. He's an excellent gunner on special teams. Can't ever discount that. He's been with Baltimore for five years. Always grinds. Tori's Achilles in 2021 has never missed a beat since he's returned. Always shows up when his number is called. He isn't a big name and he doesn't get a lot of fanfare, but no roster is complete without a couple of guys like Justice Hill. There's always a couple guys that are just your grinders. Just, ah, oh, he just, he just, he always shows up, Bobby. He always shows up and I know what the Ravens have at running back. Cannot wait to see J.K. Dobbins. He is the most explosive. He is the most all-around. But, you know, 
and Keaton Mitchell. You want to see, there's just so much depth here, but you'd like to see a little bit more opportunity for Justice Hill in the regular season because it just seems like every time he touches the ball, he's he's gone. He's got he's got underrated speed too. Yeah, and and for our video people, here he is in the backfield with Josh Johnson, and just his his cutting ability. He's got great vision, the lateral quickness, obviously here. And and, and by the way, was this was this released by Jonas? Yeah, this is Jonas also. Okay, so Jonas Shade for the Baltimore Bears. Jonas is doing some film work. I like it. Yeah, Jonas is an animal. Um, he, he really is. He, he's all over this. But but I think this play in particular just shows you his patience, right? Doesn't hit the gap quickly. Kind of sits back for a second, waits, shows off his ridiculous lateral quickness and cutting ability and picks up, you know, 10-plus yards on on something that just seemed like there was absolutely nothing there to begin with. That's what's impressive to me. And, yeah, all of a sudden, gosh, the guy's – Going into his fifth NFL season, he was drafted in 2019. I can't believe that. So he's putting on a great preseason, to your point, averaging 14.6 yards per carry, as Jonas noted. He's got carries of 6, 37, 5, 10, and 15 yards in terms of chunk plays. Uh, rush yards over expectation, 51 at 10.3 per carry, and a success rate of 100%. So, yeah, this is a guy who he's kind of a consummate professional, he, you're not gonna, you're not gonna hear his name a lot, and I don't see him necessarily losing out snaps to to a Keaton Mitchell if for some reason he makes the the 53 man roster. But he's great insurance, great special teamer to your point, and somebody that's been around for a long time. All of a sudden, I can't believe that he was drafted in 2019. That that, that was my first year with the team, and I remember doing some locker room interviews with him. He's very mild mannered, but but he's just one of those glue guys, as Keith Mills always used to say. Winning teams need glue guys, and that's exactly what justice is to Baltimore. That's a perfect description for it. Perfect. He's a glue guy. Let me run this one more time. Now focus on Daniel Falele, number 77. Watch how he uh, takes – yeah. oh, I, I hit the wrong one. Sorry. Here we go. Justice Hill. Watch Daniel Falele, number 77, takes this defensive lineman and just drives him. Into the ground, drives him into the ground. That kind of goes back to Spencer uh, talking about why he would be viable uh, in 2024 as a starter. All right, Bobby, let's wrap things up with some quick hits. Uh, good news. We had already heard John Harbaugh say that the, in, there were no serious injuries Monday night. NFL Network's Tom Pelissero, he followed that up Tuesday morning saying that Mitchell, uh, who, sh who shined Monday night before departing with an injury, suffered a shoulder stinger. So just a stinger per source, he says, a bullet dodge for the preseason standout in his bid to make the team. All right, Brian McFarland, um, salary cap guru, uh, he gave some more information on Jadavian Clowney's one-year deal. The max value, as we know, is a little over $6 million. Base value, $2.5 million. The deal includes a signing bonus of $1 million. A base salary of 1.1 and then 340K in per game roster bonuses. So his 2023 cap hit, that will be 2.4 million. 3.5 is available via incentives. If he hits any of those, that will go on the cap next year. And then also, Brian gave us some more notes on uh, new cornerback Ronald Darby and his new deal. That is a one year deal. Again, the max value of about 3.5. 2 million, but the base is 1.7. He also has a signing bonus of 500K 
And so, and his base salary is 1.2. So his salary cap number will only be 1.7. So between these two guys, we're looking at about 4.1. Okay. 4.1 for two guys that you expect to be significant contributors. Uh, and then, um, yeah, he gets another 1.5 in incentives, uh, for Darby there. So those are those quick hits. Any thoughts on, on any of those? This kind of reaffirms what we said last week. Um, low risk, potential high ceiling, high reward for Eric DaCosta, you know, uh, at this late in, in, in August. So I guess that's probably, uh, yeah, that, that kind of gets back to what we were, what we were talking about last week. So. With that, as always, we wanted to shout out and thank two of our returning patrons who are supporting everything we do here inside the vault through Patreon this month, and they have been for quite a while. That is Stephen Dents and Jason Zarotniak. Jason was very active on Monday night's post-game live stream, which is a great way to remind you that we are back in live streaming action. So after every single game, within the hour typically, Sarah and I press live and we typically go for 45 minutes to an hour based on how things shook out. We take questions. We, you know, instant analysis is basically what we try to provide. And it's a lot of fun that we're kind of back into, you know, the, the swing of things here. So it's a long way of saying if you're interested in, in helping us out and you like what we're doing here, maybe you're a small business owner who wants to get a little bit more exposure or you just want to have a your, your name shouted out on a monthly basis, you can go check out what we're offering by visiting patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault Podcast. As always, you can connect with, Ter with Tara. Who's Tara? Sarah <laughs> on Twitter at SG Ellison. You can find me across all social media platforms at Bobby Baltimore. If you're interested in doing you know, us a favor or you want to, you know, show us some love on a one-time basis and not do Patreon, you can do so through Venmo. And as always, that'll do it for this Wednesday morning vault edition. Thanks for being with us. For my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off. We appreciate you joining us here inside the vault. <laughs>